Welcome to SNC's podcast series, SNC Critical Insights. I am Olivier de Villemorin, head of SNC's European MA practice. Shareholder activism has been a major topic in France during the past several months in light of the growing number of activist campaigns in France. The discussions took place between October 2019 and January 2020 with recommendations from various French institutions, organizations, and think tanks. Following those recommendations, the EMF wanted to take positions and specify the topics and areas which needed to be clarified or modified. Most importantly, the position of the EMF is very pragmatic and constructive, and it acknowledged the positive role of shareholder activism, in particular, in improving corporate governance and defending the interest of minority shareholders. However, it considers that measures could be put in place to mitigate or prevent excessive activist behavior. As indicated in the EMF press release, the challenge is not how to prevent activism, but how to set limits and make sure that it is able to control excesses. It is also important to note that the EMF considers that the current regulatory framework applicable to shareholder activism is robust and flexible enough for the regulator to take action when investors act in a way which is potentially disruptive for the market. Furthermore, this regulatory framework mostly derives from European regulations, which consequently prevents the adoption of overlapping national measures. As a result, the EMF limits its proposal to a set of targeted measures concerning the following topics. Increased transparency on stake building and short selling, improved dialogue among issuers and shareholders, and increasing the EMF capabilities in an activist campaign context. Regarding increased transparency, the EMF proposes to enhance transparency on stake building by lowering the 5% mandatory reporting threshold to most likely 3%, the EMF not taking a clear position in this respect. The EMF notes that France is the only major jurisdiction within the European Union with its lowest mandatory public reporting threshold set at 5%. Other member states have their lowest reporting threshold at 3% or even lower, such as Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Spain, and the United Kingdom. The constraints resulting from the lowering of the 5% reporting threshold could be significantly alleviated in the MF views if it were not applicable to certain securities, for example, small or medium-sized enterprises, and if it were applicable to voting rights only. Regarding the additional crossing thresholds, which are often provided for in the bylaws and which go as low as 0.5% or 1%, the EMF would like that those notifications which are made to the issuers and which for the moment are not public, be made public by the issuer itself. Also, the calculation methodology of the threshold set forth in the bylaws of issuers should be harmonized to include the assimilation rule set forth for the legal threshold of 5%, which includes in particular equity settled derivatives. The EMF also calls for improved transparency regarding short selling. While acknowledging that if short selling may be conducive to excess, it is generally beneficial for the market, 
particularly in terms of price formation and liquidity. The MF also notes that activist campaigns that rely on significant short selling are very rare. As noted by the MF, short selling rules and practices have been largely harmonized by EU regulation on short selling. Under such regulation, investors are required to notify the MF upon crossing threshold starting at 0.2% of the share capital. Net short positions are then made public by the AMF upon crossing of the 0.5% of the share capital threshold. As the EU regulatory framework already allows competent authorities such as ESMA and the AMF to respond to exceptional circumstances, the AMF does not consider that material changes to this regulatory framework is necessary. Emergency powers have indeed been recently used by ESMA and the AMF in the context of the COVID-19 outbreak. For instance, ESMA lowered for a three-month period the reporting threshold from 0.2% to 0.1%, and the AMF prohibited net short positions until May 18, 2020. However, the AMF suggests to supplement the reporting on net short positions with respect to share capital, the information on debt instruments held by the investors, for example, bonds and credit default swaps, and by providing the legal entity identifier of the investor. The MF will therefore support EU proposals in this respect. The second major topic of the AMF communication relates to dialogue among issuers and shareholders. In this respect, the MF notes that a transparent and open dialogue between an issuer and its shareholders on a regular basis is undoubtedly one of the keys to prevent the excesses of activist campaigns. Firstly, the AMF will revise its recommendation on flight periods to clarify that issuers may provide useful or necessary information to the market, even during a quiet period, in response to public allegations from activist investors provided, of course, that they comply with market abuse regulation. The quiet period is the 15-day period before the publication of the annual or interim results, during which the issuers are recommended not to provide financial analysts and investors with new information on the progress of their business and their results. This is to avoid the publication of incomplete financial information, which could be misleading to investors or allow them to draw a conclusion on an issuer's results before their publication. Secondly, the EMF will also recommend that investors launching an activist campaign communicate without delay to the relevant issuer any substantial information shared with other shareholders, such as white papers, so as to enable the issuer to respond effectively. Finally, Several organizations argue that activists should be required to comply with disclosure principles similar to those imposed on persons disseminating investment recommendations. The EMF acknowledges that activist campaigns raise the question of whether public statements made by activist investors should comply with those rules. In particular, it is unclear whether the market abuse regulation and related regulations are applicable to some or all activist campaigns due to difficulties in interpreting certain provisions. For example, the concept of suggesting an investment strategy lacks clarity. The EMF state that it will engage with ESMA and the European Commission in order to solicit guidance on this issue. Furthermore, 
the AMF proposes to be able to issue on an emergency basis its opinion on the application of the investment recommendation requirements to an activist public statement and, if necessary, compel such activists to comply with those requirements. This is a good transition for the last topic regarding the increase of AMF's capabilities in the context of activist campaigns. More specifically, the AMF suggests revision to several articles of the French Monetary Code so that it can impose monetary penalties in respect of administrative injunctions and not only judicial ones. More, we would like to be able to order investors to make corrective publications if error or omissions have been identified in their statements. Currently, the AMF can impose corrective publications only to the issuer itself. In addition, the EMF proposes to amend its general regulations so that in the context of a tender offer, the shareholders of the offer and the target company be subject to additional obligations, in particular, a strict cautious obligation regarding their public statement. And lastly, the EMF will engage with ESMA to suggest the publication of a whitelist of activist behavior that should not be viewed as concert actions. This would be based on the current whitelist of activities published by ESMA. I hope this was helpful and instructive, and thank you for listening to SNC Critical Insights. For more information about our practice, please visit us on the web at www.selcrom.com.